Welcome to the Sports Podcast. Today is March the first. Smelling Black History Month. How unfortunate. All right. So it's been a minute since we've been on po- since I've been on on podcast. We didn't podcast. Yeah. The past two weeks. I podcasted last week. Yeah, I did not. Obviously, you know somebody didn't listen. I did not. Um, but we're gonna get back into it. We're gonna go right back to what we do, 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 do it. We always do. <laughs> <laughs> How many dues you need? I missed my mic. <laughs> but yeah, we're back. I'm ready to go. What are we hitting first? I figured today, being the day that it is, uh, baseball has pretty much, Major League Baseball has pretty much said that they are canceling all the the opening series of the MLB season. And I think it's like the first two regular season series. So apparently they're saying because of these two sides that are trying to come to an agreement on labor, uh, the, a labor deal. Since they haven't came to that arrangement just yet, they're like, you know what? We're going to make everybody wait because they can't get be okay on a deal. And now the league has been canceled through the first two series of this year. And that's pretty much for any any team, no matter how vaccinated or unvaccinated you are. Um, not vaccinated. What's, what's it about? I don't know why I said vaccinated. So yeah, that's good. Why are they? What are they disagreeing on right now? Okay, so you want to get into the weeds on that? Really? Yeah, actually, because I, I don't really know much about it. I know it's happening. I just don't know anything about okay, it. Okay, so obviously, as labor negotiations go, the, every labor because you have because you have union and then yeah. you have the MLB, uh, the owners, right? So since there's a union, every however long they set these terms for, every time they make an agreement. They have to come back to the table to renegotiate terms. So that's when they can negotiate money. That's when they can negotiate any uh, any parameters at, as to which they uh, as which they agree to a deal when it comes to contracts, when it comes to the amount of money they share, when it comes to anything like that. Sorry, had a little brain fart there. That's when they come up with all these things. So now that I'm looking, so there's so they've had all these months, right? Ever since the MLB season ended, to come up with an agreement, and they haven't managed to come off, come like to come to one as of yet. Apparently, before the deadline today, which was 2 p.m., there was a final proposal that MLB made. So what happened was they there was an increase from 25 to 30 million in pre-arbitration bonus pool each year for the length of the deal. Um, while the union wants to start with $85 million in the pool and go up by $5 million each year. So what happens is is that um, arbitration, well, it's a pre-arbitration bonus, so that's money that can go to a player that has not necessarily signed his first deal yet and is on his first, that is still on their rookie deal for a team. And when you go into arbitration with uh, between the player and the league, it's kind of like free age, like um, like a um, what is it? Uh, in the in football, it is just like a uh, franchise tag, mm-hmm. pretty much what it is. So if you can't come to an agreement after your initial after your initial contract for a player, uh, they can put you into arbitration, which I believe gives you in a, a specific amount per uh, based on different averages and stuff like that, right? So the players wanted it to be a bigger pool. I mean, they want it to be a bigger pool, obviously, because for newer players coming in, that gives them the chance to get paid more, not only more per player, but more players that are coming off their rookie deals to be paid more in general. 
while the obviously the um, MLB play, I mean MLB the owners want it to be a smaller pool, so they wanted it to be twenty five million to start and then go up to thirty million. No, sorry, they wanted it to be thirty million dollars. Okay. And let's see, let's the there's a collective balance tax threshold. The league's last offer was the same as its previous one, which started at two hundred twenty million and was a flat for three years before going up to two twenty four in year four, and then two hundred thirty in year five. The union wants to start at two thirty eight million, obviously, with raises to two forty four, two fifty, two fifty six, and then end at end at two hundred sixty three million dollars. Okay, and by that it is the um the tax threshold. So obviously, since there is no ta- uh like you can spend however much money you want in the MLB. Every team can spend how much money they want. Yeah, there's no cap. But over the but over there's a certain number that if you go over that number you have to pay you have to pay a tax. And since there's a lot of teams in the league, obviously, that aren't the Yankees and the Red Sox that want to pay that tax, a lot of teams are spending less money on their players to be below the tax and then keeping the money that they are then not paying players, which then makes them not have competitive teams. So by the players wanting it to be a higher tax threshold is that it'll give more teams an opportunity to have a bigger, more cap space to be able to pay their players before they get to that ideal number oh, to have to pay the so tax. So it's making a more competitive MLB. In ge- well, that's in general because if, yes, because there's teams willing to go over that tax threshold, obviously, but there are teams like the Pirates who aren't like using barely over half of their salary, half their allotted money for their salaries, putting out a bad product, and then saying, hey, you're not making any money yet. You're not spending as much money on the players as you probably should be. They're not spending money to make money. Right, exactly. Unlike teams like us who will sell out an open house, whether we're good or bad. Right, exactly. But the teams like like the Pirates who aren't a proven commodity, who won't get good like ever if they don't try. Well, the, their, their front office literally hasn't tried. They're not – like when they get to I run know, a play – I know, but like the Pirates don't have like a – like I'm a, I'm a Pirates fan, good or bad. Like the oh, Yankees. the Pirates fans hate the, their their fans hate the Pirates. Exactly, but like the Yankees, Yankees, Yankees fans will go to the team, go to see us play, good or bad. Yeah, Yankees fans will go to the game to heckle our own players. That's very true. And in all honesty, I, I'd be cool with an angry Pittsburgh mob, or I'd ever be cool with an angry New York mob. Yeah, like the Mets suck. Yeah. But the Mets still get. They have standards. Like the Mets are going out there to try to put the best team out. They they truly are. They pay the people they want, and it's just not always working out. It's not like, but then you have like these small market teams that are crying poor mouth, yet they're not paying every. They're not using all their the money they should be using on their players. So now the players are realizing, like, hey, because it's been happening the last few years, to where these free agency periods will come around and these teams are not spending like they usually are. Right? They're not really trying. They don't have a a huge want to go out and spend a bunch of money on getting players to make their teams better. So now players are like, okay, if that's going to be the case, we can't trust these small market teams. We're just going to make the we're going to make that tax bracket higher. So where hopefully it'll give these, these small teams market a, teams will want to go out there. And hopefully, get these guys. at least it'll give them a chance, or it'll give the better teams more room to go sign better players. So what's going to happen is you're going to have a better MLB because now you either have. Super teams, you have like eight super teams, uh, being like LA. Um, oh, there's always the been big super teams. I know, but like, let's say we have like star out of star players, we have like f- five. I just think it gives a chance for players to get paid more. I think it's uh, the bottom line. 
it'll give it'll give teams more room to be able to go and pay go and pay these players the money that they're worth. And that well, obviously the last few years that hasn't really been the case. So I think the, these are the players are trying to make their mark against that by you know just raise raise that ta- raise that tax threshold because all these teams are making money. None of them are not making money at all. So that that's the so thing they're trying to increase spending on players <laughs> and to make a more entertaining game to watch at all times and competitive. Obviously, yeah. if more teams are will are have a have more money to pay to uh, get players before having to pay taxes, because I get there's some teams that really don't like their owners are not billionaires, right? So you really don't have the money to sit there and pay all these tax payouts like the Yankees are, the Boston, stuff like that. So I get there are teams that are doing that in good with in a, with good reasoning, right? There are other teams that are just being shrewd and not using that using all of their cap space that they have before Diamond paying backs, that tax and just trying to su- and just willing to be willing to suck as for profit as long as they're bringing money money in still, right? And then the final big one was the. Uh, Minimum minimum salary. So the league proposed minimum salaries uh, raised from six hundred seventy five thousand dollars to seven hundred thousand dollars, and then moving up ten. Uh, so obviously, and then moving up ten thousand dollars per year, and then and that's and that's pretty and that. So those are the three main things that the MLB came with when it came to this is our final best offer uh, today. And the players pretty much unanimously said, said no. So with that being the case, now that they have all these games that are going to be canceled, the first two league series for MLB, now you're, now the season's off. They're not playing all the games they probably should be. So with that being the case, season's not starting on time, which is going to be weird because usually you, you're looking at late March, games starting to come, weather's starting to get nice, and it's just kind of like the start of, really the start of spring. And now they don't have that. And that's usually their time because think about it, Around that time of year, what's really going on? You have basketball winding down. Basketball's ending. There's no football. There's no soccer. There's no. You have some golf. Like you have some golf. I know, but like if you ever had to pick, am I watching golf on TV or baseball on TV? Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Be real with you. I'm watching baseball. But it's like that was like their time. The opening day is a big deal. Whether you're a huge baseball fan or not, you have people paying attention to baseball when opening day happens. And now, without that being the case, it kind of puts everybody in limbo because now, ooh, when's opening day? Now you got to keep track of things. You're making people have to think harder to go and find your product because you're not starting on time. And with that being the case, you're going to lead to probably less eyes being on the league starting the season than you probably would have if you would have kept things going on time like they're supposed to. You're probably right. The league probably gets the most looks in the first couple of months, first oh, yeah. two months of the season. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, this guy's doing pretty well. This guy's not. Is he going to do better? Oh, this guy got hurt. There's a lot more going on. Because football, what, three, four months? Yeah. Baseball, what, six? Football bo- dominates their time of year. Basketball. Basketball dominates their time of year. And ba- they do- and baseball has to share with basketball a little bit. But baseball usually gets that opening day because basketball is really winding down at that point to get from the regular season to the playoffs. So them having that window, they come out opening day. It's just like a mark of the year for them that they've established over many, many years. And now that because these the players and the owners can't come to an agreement, that is all out the window. And let's be honest, with Major League Baseball having a problem with getting younger fans on board with watching their games and like becoming interested in the game of baseball together, there's no one to fall in love with the game because the game's not on. Exactly, because now you have less games. Like I I mentioned this last podcast, there's less games of Shohei Otani playing. 
less games of Bryce Harper playing, less games of Mike Trout. Those guys who are going to bring in those young fans. If they're not playing, there's nobody to be cap to be captivating for the sport of baseball to bring in younger fans, which is the problem MLB has in general, right? So that being the case, then you have like because I kind of said my story when I was younger, like I, our our mom kind of threw me into baseball, like hey, you're this is you're not going to be doing nothing all summer. This is obviously me as a young kid in kindergarten, first grade, but I got started playing baseball, and the next thing you know, I pay attention obviously because I'm playing, but then I get attached to a guy like Derek Jeter. And that was a player that got me into liking the Yankees in the first place because early 2000s, that was Derek Jeter's heyday. Like, he was a monster, right? So with that being the case, like, that's how I fell in love with the game of baseball to where I still love the game today. If you don't have these crazy superstars playing because there's a lockout going on, there's another wave of fans, young fans they could be having right now that are going to start their, their little league baseball teams. They're going to start their season, and they're really excited about baseball, and they're like, hey, what about the major leagues? And their parents would tell them, hey, they're not playing yet. Like, they're not going to be able to sit there and, like, follow other teams and these players, and, like, this is a huge hit to baseball because MLB owners are being very, very stingy at this point. And I was saying last episode that, hey, I think both sides need to come to an agreement. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I wasn't really, like, looking at what the terms are. I'm like, the things that players are asking for is very – very uh reasonable in general and everything they're asking for has has a purpose especially when you have all these stingy owners out there and i'm like like owners need to come up off of it like when they had nfl had their disagreement right their labor agreement a couple years ago they finally had to come together and be like hey we're gonna have a season no matter what like for the good of the game we're, we're gonna get this figured out and it just seems like the mlb is just not really doesn't have their stuff together like, did you have, like, a, like, obviously we're both fans of the Yankees, but did you fall in love with a certain player? I, like, I know it kind of, the Jeter era kind of, like, spanned because he played, so played 20 years. So, the problem both is. Both my younger years and yours. When I was coming in, like, to, like, really watching baseball, I was probably around 14. So, a lot of the guys that people did that with, I wasn't really there for. Because, like, Mike Trout was probably at his best, like, the past, like, 2015, 2016. And I really wasn't, like, into, into baseball yet. I didn't, like, start watching, like, highlight tapes and, like, clips to make myself better. Because I feel like that's how a lot of guys get, in, like, really get into baseball. They watch clips of other players trying to make themselves better. And you kind of get caught up on one player trying to see what they're doing. Um, But I think, like, D.D. D- uh, D- D- Gregorius, I believe yeah, his name is. D.D. Gregorius was a big one for me. Didi Gregorius, uh, Shohei Otani. I love Shohei Otani. Well, he's blown up over the last couple of years. I know, but I love Shohei Otani. Um, let's see. Arotis Chapman. Arotis Chapman, yeah. I always liked watching him pitch. Rocket of an arm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I hate to say it, but A-Rod, like for me, A-Rod a little bit. But that was like when they were going through the, hey, is it Jeter's team or A-Rod's team? And then it came out that A-Rod was using steroids. So you kind of had to. It was the choice yeah. made for you as a Yankees fan if you even had that problem in general. Um, the Cubs, just the Cubs team. Oh, I had Mario right. Rivera. Like the, yeah, see, watching him pitch was like a work of art. Like, I know. He was, just, like, he was great too. It was. I had a couple of uh, the Cubs team. The Cubs team. Oh, watching them go on their 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 uh, World Series. I got to watch that because like, that was history right there. They were going for yeah. winning. The, they, I think it was a huge long I time. Watched, but I watched them before that. It was one hundred and four years. One hundred and four years over. And I watched them. No, yeah, one hundred four years. I watched them a little before that, but like I watched their YouTube channel. I watched them like practice. Anthony Rizzo, I I started to kind of base myself off of how he does things, right? 
and uh, so I started watching them. So probably guys like Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and um, Chris Bryant. Bryce Harper too. Bryce Harper had his like moment where he first came into the league because he was like the first like he young was, super, like very young superstar yeah. to come straight into the MLB and start tearing it up. See, I didn't like him at first, so I didn't really. Well, look he, at him. he comes off as a little bit of a you know. Douche, but douchebag. But then I was like, I kind of I have that mentality when I play. I'm kind of a douche when I play. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really bad. But think about it: you give a 19 year old that kind of money at a very young age like that, you, can, know, you can't really I, but, expect him to be a saint. I know, but then he like he backed it up with everything he did. Well, he's a monster. He even in I think he's in Philly now. Yeah, he's Philly. He's kind of faded off to the background a little bit because they're not really doing as much. Like they're winning, like they're winning baseball games, but not necessarily like in contention at all times. Even still, like the guys like that is what there was what it's it's a magical moment. You see that's what do, that's what brings the world of baseball together. Because more than anything, right, the one of the biggest problems the NFL has because they're wearing helmets. Like they're wearing helmets, so it's harder for players to connect to fans. Yeah, you can't yeah, I, I get that. MLB, like, it's it's harder because you have so many games, so it's kinda hard for like fans connect because there's a hundred there's hundred and sixty two games. Uh, doesn't really feel like all these games matter, but I'm like, you have moments where you have Derek Jeter being named Mr. October when the game, when this, when there was a, in the playoffs late in October, like you have those kind of moments and you can attach yourself to them because you can see their faces and because they, some of them can kind of come through the maybe boring game with their charisma and their, their talent and all that. And that's what the MLB is going to be losing out on because of the decision that they're making. And that's what makes this such a, disappointing thing because is that it's more young players that are not going to be interested in the game of baseball like they probably should be when there's you when there's great players to attach yourself onto there's so much talent going on in the league right now we didn't even mention all the ones going on right now like you uh why am i forgetting his name for the uh padres oh uh fernando tatis fernando tatis like like he's a monster like, oh oh yeah you have tatis you have like uh, you have tatis the, like oh, the braves what are they he doing? is he like he's so carried like you can feel him through the tv screen like even if you're not going to a game you can he plays with a crazy emotion that like that's something that people can latch on to young young fans can latch on to and have and really start catch watching the game of baseball and that's what MLB is not really understanding about all this, and that's why they're going to keep having the issue. And let's be honest, with the rise of soccer, there might come a point where baseball becomes not not just the third best sport in the United States, maybe the fourth. Like, they, they just keep falling, because at one point, there's a reason why baseball is called America's pastime, because they're not currently America's present. Because easily, you have NFL number one, you have basketball two, and then you have baseball three. And I would love to get to a point where baseball can probably, you know, at least be close to Juan the top Soto. two. That's a good one, too. Juan Ronald Acuna. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy Abel is. I'm not trying to mention any Astros because they're all a bunch of cheaters, but, you know, they, they have some players. Wasn't there yet. No, no, I'm just saying, I like, I like, I, I thought about a bunch of Astros players, and I'm like, I'm not trying to mention them because they're a bunch of cheaters. But, Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero. He does. Oh, Junior. Junior. Yeah. I was thinking about Junior. It's Junior. I was thinking about his dad. His dad also played. Yeah, like Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah, but I was saying, but I said it's Junior. Who else would it be? Well, I would sure hope so. Oh, real quick, we never really got to really talked about Ozuna. It. Yeah, there is. That's his yeah. name, Ozuna. Uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, right? <clears throat> Only one player. Oh yeah. 
Only one player got in, and that was uh, Big Poppy. Only Big Poppy got in, and I think it was also the end for because the way that they do their their um, Hall of Fame. I think Clemens isn't getting in anymore because you run, you only have a ten year window. If you don't get in within those within those ten years, you don't get a chance to get in at all. So Barry Bonds is out. Clemens is out. Isn't Pete Rose also out, or does he have one more year? I think Pete, Pete. I think Pete Rose has been out. I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like so, you have like. That's kind of what I'm going to mention real quick, is that with the with the steroid era and them not voting in a couple of these players, like Barry Bonds, you can't tell the story of Barry of baseball without Barry Bonds. Even with him having steroids, uh, even with like all of that happening, Roger Clemens, like th- those are guys that you cannot sit here and tell the story of baseball you without lose it. a large part of baseball because that was and honestly if you'd ask some baseball fans probably the most exciting years of baseball is when that's when they were hitting those home Steroid runs there, yeah because now you're going to games big stuff's happening all the time yep they're breaking records they're setting records they're doing these things and because you be real baseball is more fun when they're hitting when it's a, a game of who can score the most points right a pitching duel is fun to watch if you're a baseball fan but if you're not seeing a guy hit a home run, is kind of cool. It's cool because they make it seem easy. It, they make it seem so easy. Like these guys make home runs seem so easy, and when a guy's hitting four hundred in a season, it's it looks insane. So I don't, I think leaving them out kind of you get rid of a piece of history. If that makes sense. Well, what makes this a bigger problem is that baseball let it happen. So the fact that baseball knew steroids was around, they knew it was a problem. But they let the steroid era happen because it was getting so much popularity that that now after they let it happen and now they realize, oh, we probably need to fix this. They 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 clamped down on it. And then now that all these players did what they did, they cheated, but they were allowed to cheat because the MLB let them. I know, but the MLB has been letting people cheat for years. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why make them pay for the fact that you let knew what was happening and let it happen? So at some point, I think. It's MLB. It's the MLB, like the writers, trying to erase that part of history and say, "Hey, this was a dirty history of baseball. We don't need this in the Hall of Fame." And I'm like, Barry, but like weird. I hate to say this about Barry Bonds, but he, you could have stopped where he started steroids and then stopped steroids. He still had a Hall of Fame. He still had a Hall of Fame career. career. Like before he did steroids, he was still an amazing baseball player. Roger Clemens, like, like there, like he was a one of the greatest pitchers of all time. And I, it sucks that you know, it's it sucks that I it's he's a Boston player, so obviously I don't want to give him too many roses. But he, he was a great p- pitcher, and the fact that he used steroids is shouldn't be, he shouldn't be erased from the history of baseball. I, I get it; you're not really going to erase them, but in those those halls, I think you should definitely still be. Maybe it should be a caveat, like, hey, this guy did steroids, this. But the fact that they now they don't have an opportunity, it kind of sucks. And I think there's more players coming down the pipeline. A Rod, that come off the top of the head, I think A Rod was, and a couple others. Like you could tell the history of baseball about A Rod. Like it's like he's a big. That's a big. That's a big name for a specific time of baseball. So honestly, I didn't want to get too far into that, but I just wanted to say it's just you know it just sucks that stuff like this can make the game of baseball, which is so lovely, into something that people can be kind of disappointed in. And including myself, loving the game as much as I do. 
So this is something the baseball needs to fix. Okay, now getting off of baseball, kind of being done with the third best sport in the United States, let's move on to the second best sport in the United States. I mean, first. Let's do the first. We do football first? You want to do base- basketball afterwards? Let's do football because basketball's current right Okay, now. football first. Okay, do you want to start with the Kyler Murray stuff or you want to do Aaron Rodgers? I don't really – all right, I'm kind of tired of hearing about the Kyler Murray stuff because let's – let me get one thing. Straight. Let, well, you just go ahead. As and soon give your, as he gets upset, he goes straight to social media every time. He wiped it. He wiped. He wiped everything. Cart. I'll, I'm gonna look this up and get, look up his letter that he put I out. No, but it's just like, bro, be an adult about this. You don't have to go to social media every time something bad goes wrong. Every every single time something didn't go his way, he went straight to social media. Like you don't see other. You don't. Baker doesn't do that. Well, Baker didn't have a right to complain about anything. No, Baker's trash. But, like, I didn't have another example. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's a, it's a really bad example there, guy. I know, because, like, every other quarterback kind of, like, they get their money. They deserve their money, so they get their money. I was kind of, like, you know, lost. But, like, it's just, bro, stop going to social media. Like, I, like, I put a clause in his contract, delete all social media. Because, like, he is so awful about that. You can't go to Twitter or go to Instagram or go to Snapchat and just start whining about oh this happened this happened and no uh, see that's that's where you're, I kind of but you're like he's you're not a 14 year old girl stop tweeting about everything that goes okay. wrong with the Cardinals I don't think that w- it really wasn't him every week I know but like wow he took the Cardinals out of his bio yep. he deleted every every picture you have with the Cardinals yep he was making a statement so like like a 14 like year old girl who breaks up with her boyfriend that's exactly because think all about I it saw. though think about it though that they do that not only for to make that clear to you but what did it do as soon as he did that guess who noticed everybody who follows him. And now that causes a media storm. And then now, let's just think about it. Let's say Kyler Murray, because he's been wanting this deal. He has two years left on his current rookie deal, right? He wants to get paid. And they're saying he wants somewhere some, somewhere in the million, in the, the vicinity of $250 million, okay? He wants how much? Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. He wants how much? In a contract somewhere in the neighborhood of $250 million. To do what? Play football? <laughs> You didn't do nothing in the playoffs. But he's gotten better and better every year. You didn't do nothing in the playoffs. Okay. That doesn't matter. No, no, no. no. That absolutely matters. Dak hasn't done anything in the playoffs. He's getting paid 40. He's 35. Cowboys are retards. There's no other way to say that. They're stupid. They're stupid. How are you going to pay Zeke that much money just for Zeke to be hurt and suck? No, I'm just saying that's going great. No, the Cowboys like wasting money. The Cowboys have the money to waste. They like wasting money. Okay. Let's get that straight. Uh Uh-huh. Cowboys like wasting money. Uh Uh-huh. Name another quarterback who's been paid like that. Patch Mahomes. Oh. He's worth the money he's been paid. How many Super Bowls does he have? He has a he has a ring. How far has Kyler, Kyler Murray made in the playoffs? One game in the playoffs, yes. Uh, okay. So every Super Bowl person who's been paid like that has at least made it past one. No. Except for Dak. Let's get that straight. D- just Dak has won. He won one playoff game and then lost to Aaron Rodgers. That was like the farthest okay, okay. that he's gotten in his career. Now, I'm not saying Kyler Murray's worse than Dak. Kyler Murray's probably better than Dak, but like... A At his best, I'd probably, I'd probably give him to Kyler Murray. Lamar, right? Kyler, Kendrick, I mean, I about to say Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Lamar Jackson has not gotten paid yet. Mm. He hasn't gotten paid. Two hundred, like, no, bro. You know, you got to prove me something. You got to win one. You got to get at least pat to the, like, divisional round to be want to want that much money. Unless okay. you're Dak. Unless okay. you're the Cowboys, 
I'm not paying you that much. You don't even know your rookie deal yet. Okay. Why? No. No. Why are we even talking? You're not done with the rook- your rookie deal yet. We will talk in year four when you're on your rookie deal, and then we could discuss about. This. Well, but here's the thing, though. Here's a, here's a, here's the problem. You have to start talking about it now, because he has two years left. So technically, he has two years left on his rookie deal, and then they can franchise him for another two to three years. So technically, the team has control over him for literally the next five years. Okay, so the fact if you try to pay him earlier, you actually get him cheaper. And in theory, you actually get them cheaper than if you let's just say he balls out for the next three years. Right. He's going to be asking as the salary cap keeps going up every year. Think about that two hundred fifty million dollars getting turned into three hundred million really quick. Like like that's a risk you run. I'm paying two hundred forty million dollars. I better be getting a guaranteed Hall of Famer, bro. You better be okay. Yeah, I get there. at least two to three rings. But here's the thing: Do you? I I'm not necessarily going to put it all on Kyler. Like, like if I was a team, I'd be paying Aaron Rodgers that. Cool, I'm paying. Oh, Rogers that. we're gonna get to Aaron Rodgers in a bit. I, I know he has his like, own number. That's a little insane. Like I'm paying the Rodgers that. I'll I'll pay freaking um Matt Stafford that. Oh no, oh, Matt Stafford's old, but uh, like know. I'm 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 giving these guys who I like, love Matt Stafford, but, I know, but like, like these guys who I'm like he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Let's just say two hundred fifty million would probably get him somewhere in the thirty-five to forty million dollar range. That's not like that's just going rate. Dak's getting paid thirty-five. Hey, stop giving Joe Burrow. ideas. Are you saying right? he's better no, than? Stop giving Joe Burrow ideas, okay? Hey, Joe Burrow's gonna want his bread, though. I'm just saying because we don't have the <laughs> money to pay everybody. And if Joe Burrow's like, hmm, he got two hundred fifty million. I can top that. I'm just saying Let's Joe Burrow's gonna want his. He's gonna want his bread at one point. So okay, let's just. I'm not necessarily going to put it all on Kyler Murray, right? He started the season really hot in the first nine games, right? I think they were the last undefeated team in the NFL this year. Yeah, and okay? they lost to the Jets. No, they lost to somebody trash. No, no, no. They didn't. If not I that, recall, not they that lost trash. Somebody trash. You can look that up. But I would say his coach is probably a problem, King, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, he has pretty much had this whole run ever since he was a – coach at Texas Tech of having hot starts and then not finishing off the year well and then it's pretty much happened in the NFL as well so I think they that would have been six years at Texas Tech and then these last two years with Kyler at in Arizona right do I think Kyler is the reason they are not doing as well as they probably should be no I think Kyler is the only reason that the, the Cardinals are getting as far as they are okay so with the idea of Kyler potentially wanting to get paid 250 million dollars is not necessarily scaring me off He's 24 years old, and he is only getting better year after year. And I, I just think the Cardinals are not going to be able to do what they want to do without him. But I think he does have little holes in his game because he obviously is a smaller quarterback. And once, because he got injured at one point last season, and then he couldn't move the way he wanted to because I think it was an ankle injury. But he kept playing, but he can't move the way he does, so it kind of makes him even smaller because he doesn't have that threat of running outside the pocket anymore. So once he's stuck... It accentuates all of his flaws when the fact that he's not that tall um, and he can't really see over all the offensive defensive linemen. So, can I ask you something real quick? Yeah. All right. Go so, for it. would you think with like the changing of like mobile quarterbacks? Yeah. Do you think offensive lines will get worse and worse because of them having a mobile quarterback? No. Um, because I think at your at your apex, right? Because let's think about the Patrick Mahomes situation, right? Amazing quarterback has everything you want. Has a great arm. He can run when he needs to. All that, right? What was the one thing that kept him from winning a Super Bowl? His wide receivers couldn't catch a pass? No. I'm talking about not last year, the year before. 
What stopped his him from winning a Super Bowl? Couldn't catch a pass. No, I'm talking about in the Super Bowl. What, what, what yes. stopped him? His wide receivers could not catch a pass. Well, the bigger reason. His wide receivers couldn't catch a okay, pass. The that is the reason, biggest reason okay, you got. No, the biggest reason was his offensive line couldn't protect him from the Buccaneers' defensive line. I don't know about that. They were mauling the dude. Like yes, they, they, but he'd get out there, throw a pass down the field in oh, the bread basket, st- and they drop. He was still balling out. I know, but that's the problem. the The biggest problem wasn't that they that they couldn't protect him. It was the fact his wide receivers couldn't catch a pass. I get that. You saw that pass. He was going down, through it sidearm in that dude's bread basket, and he drops it. Well, that that too. But what I'm saying is, is that an offensive line being able to protect your quarterback from all the injuries and stuff. Like, obviously, because if your quarterback goes down, you're pretty much done. Because quarterbacks demand so much more of the, your cap space, you can't necessarily have an amazing backup that's getting paid decent money behind him, right? So you're going to have to have offensive line to protect him. So no, I don't think... I think the priority is probably a little bit lower because if these guys can move outside the pocket, hey, we don't necessarily need to have a stalwart offensive line. We just need to have an offensive line that can run block so we can run the football, but then also pass protect long enough for our, for our quarterback to either make his decision and throw or just run outside the pocket and make his plays there. So I think it becomes a little bit – because think about it, right? Your team did great. Season ended how it ended, but the the – the fact that their offensive line wasn't great only got accentuated when they played a really great defensive line. But otherwise, Joe Burrow was balling, and he was able to make it work because of what he's able to do. So with that being the case, I think so. the offensive line doesn't necessarily need to be the number one priority list on your offense. I think if you have everything else, you can piece it, piece it together year by year. That's all I got to say. So with going back to the whole Kyle situation, Without him, you're not really getting anywhere. So let's just say this crazy scenario. They can't come to an agreement on how much he wants to get paid and how in them wanting to pay him. Would there be a team out there that would be willing to trade for him and not only that, but pay him? I just feel like, no. I, I feel like the downsides that Kyler Murray potentially has is too much because... Not only is he kind of unproven in a way that he's only been playing a couple years, would it be two or three years now? So he's still on his rookie deal, So, but he wants to get paid now. So the fact that you would have to trade for him, which would be multi, three, four, three or four first-round picks, but then you also have to give up so much of your cap space all at once, I don't see it happening. Not, not to mention when you have guys like Aaron Rodgers out there, who we're going to talk about here in a minute, but you have potentially Russell Wilson, who is more proven, and has been doing it for longer, but I believe doesn't have necessarily – they just have a proven track record that Kyler still has. I think Kyler Murray still has the highest ceiling of potentially any quarterback in the NFL. But I do think that he just has to unlock that potential and then pro, prolong, like maintain it for a certain level to be able to be willing to give up all you'd have to give up to get him if you were to try to trade for him. Okay. Uh, you want to go on to Rodgers? Well, oh, just real quick, the thing he had in this stupid, in this stupid letter, right? So I just kind of want to mention that the just a couple little blurbs from this is obviously from his team that tweeted out. Uh, it was kind of like a thing because he has his own his own logo, which kind of looks very stupid, and then it has like a picture of him, which like it's so tacky. He absolutely wants to be uh, the long term quarterback for the Cardinals, which he has to say that because he wants to get paid, right? And then he desperately wants to win the Super Bowl, which is really weird because. Don't all players. That's why they play the game, right? 
actions speak louder than words in these uh, volatile in this volatile business. Like, I get it. If you don't pay him, any words you say is pretty much worthless, right? Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit to uh, commit so he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. I feel like this was like all kind of like because think about it when he first came out on the on scrubbing everything on Twitter. I think it also came out via sources that his the team was talking about him being a me guy and him being a guy pointing fingers and not necessarily being a team guy. So I think it kind of goes both ways because Kyler can make his fit. He can throw a fit in the media. I think also the Cardinals have their ML as well. So I think this potentially could get messier before it gets better. And that's all I got on that. Aaron Rodgers, real quick, is another situation. It has come out in recent uh, couple days, last couple days, that I think potentially Aaron Rodgers has his own com- uh, demands if he was to whoever he chooses to be with, either with the Packers or with somebody else. He wants to be the highest-paid quarterback by far. He, he wants there to be a gap between him and everybody else. Let me preface this by saying he is a two-year-in-a-row, four-times uh, MVP. Two years in a row, he's won the MVP now. At, I think he's going to be 37 or 38 years old by the time next season starts. He wants 50 a year. What say you, sir? Patrick Mahomes, 45, but I think he restructured, so I think it's a lower cap hit, but it doesn't really matter. He's getting paid that money no matter what anyway. But he's getting paid like 45. So Aaron Rodgers wants 50 million per year. What say you? I, I, I think at that number, if my team was even trying to get in on that, I think not. Because I think him trading, I think him getting traded to a team is not going to change that fact. I think he wants to get paid. I think he still wants to get paid like that. And I would not like the idea of the Steelers giving up all the picks they would have need to give up. And then also give him that kind of money too, to not be able to fit a great team around him. It. If this comes out, I feel like the Packers are the best option for him. I thought it was the Packers are the only option because Packers are the only team besides like the Patriots who Denver. have that kind of cap space. I think Denver. Yeah, I think Denver. Denver's just crazy enough to do it because they just literally just hired his offensive coordinator. You also going to pay Devontae to be their Adams? head coach? Oh, really? You Devontae Adams is going with Roger. Uh. If he wants to get paid fifty million, I would think that's potentially a question that may or may not happen. That, that's always my question. Is Denver going to try to pay Devontae Adams as well, or is Devontae Adams? Going <laughs> they to don't like, have that much cap space. Uh, no, but is Devontae Adams will be like, "Hey, I'll take a pay cut." Not that much of a pay cut. Let me win a chip. No, 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 no. Let me look up the teams with the most cap space. So, um, NFL cal- salary cap space, huh? So the most cap space is the Dolphins with sixty million. Okay, so the teams that we're talking about here that would potentially try to go for Rodgers, right? We said Denver. They said Denver has around thirty-eight million in cap space. This is via OverTheCap.com, which is looks like they track it, but you know, okay. let's say this is this is close to the truth. It's not Pro Football Focus, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have my problems with them. I'm not, <laughs> never quick, going back. Real quick. We were talking about uh, the top, like, if uh, Keenan Allen was in the top 15 wide receivers, and I was using a list, and he asked you who made that list because it sounds awful, and I was like, it's pro football focus. But they were supporting my claim, so I use it anyway. I, I can't I can't get behind pro football, 
pro football focus. No, they're high. They're, they're high. high they're this. trolling people, and like I just don't believe them. I don't believe them. There's there's one there's one guy that does that whole entire site who sits at home and just screws with people. And they but they're a reputable company that really keeps all the stats right. But I just feel like anybody that they have do articles and rankings. They're trolling people. Like, literally, Absolutely. they're waiting they to make these to. lists and then tweak them out and be like, oh, we're about to make so many people mad on this list. <laughs> Maybe it's a ploy to put them in the media. There's no reason to have T.J. Watt as the defensive player of the, the year. The 20th player. I, the 20th oh best God. player in the NFL. And then you have Miles Garrett in, the, in, like, top five. Come on. Don't do this. But back to the cast base, right? So... Broncos, the only team that'd be like crazy enough to go get him, they have a team that's already pretty well built, and they have a decent amount of cap space, thirty-eight million, which doesn't necessarily crazy matter because with the the fact that they're able to put off money to the towards the future, because the because the cap space is rising every year due to all the all the money they're getting via TV deals, but thir- but fifty million is a lot of money to give to one guy. So I think that really takes out a lot of teams that would potentially get him. I think Denver is probably the only spot. I wouldn't want my team to do it. That's just a lot of money. Like let's be honest, if he gets hurt, that's you're done. Like that's that's you, most of your cap right there, not even playing for your team. So with that being the case, it's hard to dedicate that much money with how the salary cap is set for right now. But if you're the Packers and you're already forty million dollars in the hole on cap space, I think that's the case. Yeah, Packers are $31 million in the red. So they are over, way over the cap. They're only second They're only second worst. I think the Saints are $42 million over the cap. How? Who are they paying? <laughs> who are How? they paying? Who? <laughs> who's, who's taking all that money? Uh, Drew Brees, who just retired. He technically still counts their books for right now. Um, think about it. They they paid Michael Thomas a lot of money. I know, but Michael Thomas, Cam Jordan, Alvin Kamara takes up that much money. Okay. Alvin Kamara. Who else are you paying? Marshawn Lattimore, one of the best cornerback cornerbacks in the NFL. Okay, that's only four people. Like they have an older team. Like they they pay they paid a lot of players. Yo, yo suck. Yo suck. I, well, Sean Payton apparently didn't want to be down for the ride. That's why he sit there and retired. No one's on your squad. They have a lot of they. They have I a know, good team. But they the really four, do. The four guys you're paying don't put you in the negative. They are in the negative right now. Forty two million. They're not the only ones because. Oh, the, who are you paying? The Rams are twenty one million dollars over, but like they just want a Super Bowl. I know, Bowl. but like that makes sense. They just want a Super Bowl. That makes you, sense. You have so much talent on that team. I can name eight star players on that team. The Cowboys are twenty two million dollars in the red. That's not surprising either. They like wasting money. They do like wasting money. That's a lot of money being the red though. Who the <laughs> but Rodgers wants fifty million. So that being the case, I really like this is untenable. Like I really do think that because here's the thing: even if Rodgers, even if that's not the case, even if that's not the truth, right? And Aaron Rodgers does not want to be paid the most in the NFL. I do think Green Bay is potentially covering their own butt by saying, "Hey, we're trying to give him all this money, and he's still saying no." So they could still go out and tell their fans that this is because Aaron wanted to leave, not because we weren't willing to do whatever we needed to to sign him. What you got? Who are these people? Who what people? Who, who I don't know half these Saints players. <laughs> I feel like I broke your brain with that fact there. Okay, okay. Malcolm Jenkins. They could be paying him a decent bit. Yeah. Right. Paying him a decent. So that's bit. not bad. Marshawn Lattimore. You said that. Cam Jordan. Mark Ingram, his contract could could be pretty big. 
No. Okay. Then Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. That's only five people. Alvin Kamara's only getting paid five point five million this okay, year. Okay, then, then 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 they then somebody's been robbing them because if they're paying like Jameis Winston, Malcolm Jet Malcolm Jenkins getting six point seven five million. Um, Bradley Roby's getting paid nine point five million. Um, Marcus Davenport, they have a lot of money on their defense. To be totally honest with you. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm so confused. Then where's all that money going? Um, Mark Ingram's only getting paid like over a million, a little over a million dollars, one point five. Um, yeah. Sorry, I know we had like other topics and whatever. Yeah, this just broke Jace's brain here because we, I have like all the sal- the base salaries for this season kind of pulled up here. See, Cam Jordan's getting thirteen million. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Malcolm Jenkins six. Demario Davis getting seven point five. Bradley Roby getting nine point five. I think you could sort it by the amount of money if you go to the if you probably hit base salary. No, not an option. No. I wish they would do it. By amount of money, 13, like think of, like think about what uh, Michael Thomas is probably getting. He's probably getting paid somewhere in the fifteen million dollar. Fifteen, he's probably getting paid somewhere in like fifteen million dollars. No, he's not. Michael Thomas per rate of bonus eleven point eight. Oh, that's why their bonus is crazy. <laughs> oh, it it shows right here the actual like um cap hit. That's the cap number. So Marshawn's cap number is twenty seven million. Oh. Cam Jordan is twenty three. Alvin Kamara is fourteen point five. Michael Thomas is thirteen. Teron Armstead is twelve. Taysom Hill technically is twelve point three. He's gonna take twelve million dollars to be a gadget guy. <laughs> no, they're 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 hey, wasting money like Cowboys. Never mind, they're dumb. I understand like the first, like those five guys getting like yeah, cool, like a good like fifty million, like fifty million a piece, right? Cool, fifty mil- like they're getting like fifty million from like ten million a piece. Yeah, right? those guys. Why is it? They're wasting money. Never mind. Just next topic. What? Are we- just next topic. I'm not gonna lie, he has this. Just he has to thank Sean Payton though. He got him paid all that money, and then he Sean Payton's out now. In Taysom Hill, like he like he's a barely a backup quarterback, and he's getting paid potentially twelve point five, twelve point five million dollars. I think they offset a lot of that money, but still, that's a lot of money to get paid for. All right, um, not being good backup. But in football, we really have nothing else. But I do want to like I t- kind of talked about it last episode, but I just want to kind of bring this to you. Uh, free agency as it comes around, doing those rankings, ranking guys. Heck, talking about our teams, who we want to go pick up. Would also be is also a great thing to probably talk about. Okay. In free agency, um, no draft. Just right now. Yeah. Drop Eli Apple. Get like another offensive lineman. Team's cool. I think you guys are, have guaranteed him money, so I think he's gonna be there for a while. Right. Murder Eli Apple. <laughs> get a couple offensive lines, <laughs> linemen. Offensive school. I think that's probably one of those cases where that number, the money would come off the books there, bud. I will spin the block as many times as it takes <laughs> to, to, to get him, bro. I'm, I'm like I don't want to get too far into that, but so like, like on my he's gonna be there. Dirt type stuff. I will. Spit he's gonna be there as many times as it may take. I know no one who's gonna understand that because everybody who who listens to our podcast is like probably around your age and older. But you know, who knows? I'm not sure about. I'm sure about that. Let me check and make sure there's really no other 
Uh, oh, Carson Wentz. The Colts. Not really sure about Carson Wentz's future. I think they're ready to jump off him right now. <laughs> Real quick. One uh, year of Carson Wentz, and they're like, we're done. Apparently, the Colts is one of the teams that are thinking about Kenny Pickett or one of the other guy. So what I've heard a lot from the Colts, Panthers, and Steelers. I don't want Kenny Pickett. But the, you guys have been thinking. But I've heard a lot. Kenny for, two gloves. I'm tired. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I've heard a lot from the other guy though. Because right now your coach is looking at your QB room like, hmm. Oh, it's not good. Which one of you will? But if I least? if I want to draft a guy, I really like. I would like to avoid this draft altogether. Be totally honest with you. I know, but it sucks. Best case scenario, I'd sucks. like to suck next year. That your team and then go, go get your team has to go in there and look at look at all these guys. You're like, all right, Mason Rudolph, let's go. I rec- because okay the the rumors are the Steelers looking for a one year quarterback rental. This would be a guy like Jameis or a guy like um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, like guys like I'm like. But if the idea is to draft a guy and to get a guy like that for a year, and either draft a young guy, I think the only player I'd be okay with getting this year is Malik Willis because at least he has all the physical tools. I'd rather be shooting for the stars. Okay, so I have a actually I have a draft thing right here. Okay. Let's talk about this real quick. Okay, go for it. Jacksonville. Uh huh. Evan Neal, the offense tackle, Alabama. Checked your guy. Makes that's sense. Not cool. That's that's cool. Not cool. That's cool. Uh, the the Lions, right? Uh-huh. Now I've been saying the Lions are you, are you going to take a wide receiver? No, not that high. Or defensive guy. The Lions have two picks. Uh huh. Defensive guy. Yeah. They probably pick up uh, Hutchinson, Hutchinson, which is the second pick. He's he's he too easy. He's from that state. Yep. Obviously playing in college. So it now the Texans with. Or everybody's saying they're going to pick Kayvon. Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau. Cool. Jets. Iyiki Uwuku. Iyiki. I-C-K-E-Y. Iyiki. 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 <laughs> can you just say his last name, please? <laughs> Iwuku. Can I see the, Can I see what you're talking about I- here? Ikuku. Ikukwe. E-K-W-O-N-U. Ikwanu. Oh, that makes it's sense. Wanu. He's Wanu. an offensive lineman. Yeah. He's uh, like the probably the best office like probably one of the top two offensive linemen in the draft. Yes. Uh the Giants, Carlos Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Makes sense. Their offensive line sucks. So North Carolina, Kenny Pickett. At number six. Who's picking? North Carolina. That's who they're saying. Who's saying. North Carolina? I mean Carolina Panthers? You said North Carolina. Carolina Panthers are not in North Carolina. Where are they at? They're in South Carolina, dude. They're the Carolina Panthers. Uh-huh. Does it matter which one I say? You said North Carolina. I'm like, same team. It's the same team. I think they're picking up a guy I from the Tar Heels. Decree it's the same team. And this is saying they're getting Kenny Pickett. I was like, that's not a bad idea. They'll take a chance on the trash quarter. Well, they don't obviously don't have a quarter. They were running with Kenny Pickett this last year. And obviously, Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. You mean Cam Newton? No. You said Kenny Pickett. Yeah, they had Cam Newton, but they also had Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, so. At one point, no, they traded them to Denver, didn't they? No, no, no. He, yeah. No, they they had Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater as well. Yeah, so. So. Maybe they'll pick a guy with small hands, so Kenny Pickett. They're going to pick a guy with small hands. I can't give you Kenny Pickett, man. Like, maybe, maybe Kenny Pickett and Teddy Bridgewater can trade you. They can have him. Go for, go for it. All right. Uh, New York, the Giants, again, they got the Bears pick. Right. They're going for an edge rusher in David Ojabo. Yep, from. Uh, team up north, yeah. Uh, and Makes then sense. The Falcons going for Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. His name is not Sauce. 
That's his middle. That, that, that's his nickname, Sauce Gardner. Oh, I was about to say his. I was about to say if you were trash, you. But think about it. He's a cornerback, so you could actually get away with a nickname like that. That's very remarkable. But like, if that was his name, thank God he's good. Think about him having like a Chick Fil A sponsorship as soon as he gets to the NFL. He could have his own sauce. He's gonna make so much money if he's good. <laughs> right? Or McDonald's? He's gonna be have his own sauce. Come on. Oh, bro, it's, you know I got the sauce. Oh, that's so good. That's so marketable. He's going to be a rich person. God. <laughs> so marketable. All right, the Broncos, just going for more defense. Broncos don't want any offense, apparently. They're actually pretty set on offense, to be totally honest yeah, with you. Probably they, need a better offensive line. But they have a pretty good wide receiver core. No, but they have a real, pretty good offensive well, All right, yeah, Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Broncos. Okay. And that's a vacancy they do need. Okay. They have yeah, the they linebackers. Do, they do need linebackers. All right. Now, this is where I don't doubt this one, right? New York Jets, Garrett Wilson. Okay, I don't doubt that, right? They need all, they need more receivers. That's definitely the, definitely the case. Washington, I'm not calling the Commanders. That name the co- freaking commies, commies, commies. Derek Stingley Jr. DB cornerback. Yeah, they, not bad. They when he he was on the LSU team that won the national championship, and they were looking at him as like his that was his freshman year as the best cornerback in the nation. Real quick, this and it's just kind of gotten worse this over the last few with injuries. Yeah, not bad. I like it. Uh, the Vikings, who I constantly forget. Oh, and this this is co- according to who? Whose mock draft is this? Uh, this is uh, Bucky Brooks, NFL analysis. Okay. It's actually pretty good. I like it so far. Vikings, I forget they're a team often. Uh, George Carf. Mm. Yes, from Purdue, right? Yeah, Ed Rusher. Not bad. Carf. Uh, nope. Can I, see his, can I see the name? I want to say Carnophagus. Carlophagus. Who cares? Okay. Carl Loftus. All that's right. what it is. The Browns. Drake London, wide receiver, USC. Yeah, they're saying he's like a supposed to be like a like he's like a huge wide receiver. He's more of a possession guy, he's not, but he can move pretty well for his. I think he's like supposed to be like 6'3", 6'4". Who cares? He's huge. All right. Baltimore Ravens, Tyler Limberman from Iowa Center. So they need offensive line help. Uh, no. Eagles via the Dolphins. Eagles have two back-to-back picks. They have back-to-back, and they have 19 as well. So – from what they're, they're saying, they're going for Kyle Hamilton, safety. That makes sense. Any safety help. And then Chris Olave. They need wide receivers. Great picks. Chargers, Trevor Penning. Pennington. Oh, yeah. Tackle. Yep. Makes sense. And then the Saints. Matt Corral. Ooh. I don't. That's a pretty good one, actually. I like he that. He has an arm. He has a pretty live arm. And he has a little slight of frame. But you have the. They have a pretty good offensive line. Yeah. If they, if especially if they're the Saints, they really don't have a quarterback right now. They could pick up a guy and they, then they can blow a season, groom him, maybe just get a quarterback to just kind of suck that suck for a year and then have him potentially ready by the end of the season or next season. All right, not a bad idea. Jeremy Johnson, Ed Rusher from Florida State for the Eagles again. Okay, that's nineteen. All right, twenty. Pittsburgh, Malik Willis, right? Yeah. That every everybody is saying it. It's almost like when last year when everybody's saying, "Hey, you're gonna get a running back, right?" It, it like it just made too much sense. I all right. I've seen Malik Willis a lot. I haven't seen Kenny Pickett pick as much. So he played know. well. He had a lot of starts. It's just that Malik Willis has all the physical tools. Like he could he could throw the football out of the all Malik over Willis the place. seems to fit more into your offense. He can run. Like he like Mike Tomlin already said he wants a guy that can run. He wants a guy that can move. So Malik Willis, he's gonna take a little, he's a little bit more of a project. But I'd rather have a project that has all the physical tools than to get a guy with a ceiling that, you know, he can't go above, right? Malik Willis, he has, he'll have all the options in the world. 
if they can draft him and then pick a guy up for a year or two to be a bridge quarterback, it'd be perfect. Again, my total, like, if I had my dream, we'd suck. We'd not pick up a quarterback this year, suck this the coming season, too, and then going to go pick up C.J. Stroud. Steelers, Steelers are too prideful to do that. I know. It's so true. All right. Patriots. Andrew Booth. But let's be honest. C.J. Stroud and freaking uh, Bryce Young are way better than any of the quarterbacks we have coming out this year. But again, you're too prideful. They're too much. Yeah, I know. Andrew Booth, Clemson. DB. Never even heard of them. Okay. They sucked this last year. So Clemson really just, they didn't really suck. They had four losses. Raiders. Jordan Davis, DT. Good defensive tackle. I'd go for an offensive guy. Maybe trade up in the Raiders. Their offensive line actually isn't bad. No, no, no. I mean a. A receiver, a oh. back. Oh yeah, no, they have a back. Who the guy from oh, Alabama? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. He's, yeah, a, but he's they kind of a monster. Really need a receiver. They need receivers. That that is the truth, so especially the with their recent issues that they had this past season. They so need the, cornerbacks the, as well. The Falcons don't need one. The, Raiders need cornerbacks as well. The Falcons don't need a receiver. They just need Calvin Ridley to come back. Yeah, the, heck, the Falcons kind of like they need a quarterback answer at some point. But I feel like they're just buying their time with freaking. Hey, with they, Matt Ryan. they could be one of the teams going for C.J. Stroud. Those guys or, or Bryce Young. Yeah. All right. I would want, I want C.J. Stroud so bad, be being a Haas State fan. Cardinals. Trent Duffy. DB. Okay. Makes sense. They need help there. Uh, Kenyon Green. Kenyon. Kenyon Green. Yeah. For Cowboys. Jameis Williams. Alabama wide receiver. Bills. Ooh, to the Bills? That's that would be one. scary. That's a good one. Jameis Williams, because he's not going to be able to play this season because of his injury he got in the uh Nash championship game. Mm. Um with that being the case, I just don't like if he can't play this season, but he can go to a team like the Bills. But let's not if he goes to the Chiefs. Like if they, everybody's saying the Chiefs kind of have what don't really have that many weapons. Like if he goes to the Chiefs or the Bills, go. all right. Uh, unnecessary. Titans. The Jahanan? Janin? J A H A N. Jahan. Jahan Jahan Dotson. Penn State wide receiver. He's a pretty good wide receiver as well. He kind of he makes me scared every once in a while when he was playing against Ohio State. So he could definitely right. play. Uh, Tampa Bay, Roger McCur- McCurry, McCurry, McCurry. Uh, offensive lineman, right? No, DB. DB. Mm. Green Bay, Devontae Watt. They're just kind of throwing something out there. Okay. Green Bay don't know what they need. All right. Uh, I think the Rogers thing kind of de- determines that. Uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> Did no, you see what your team was actually going to get and uh, you got upset? Nakobe Dean, linebacker. Nakobe Dean, yes. Yeah, not bad. Kansas City. Dax Hill, safety. Uh, and the 32nd pick, the Detroit Lions, Trayvon Walker, Georgia, defensive lineman. Did you say 32nd? Mm-hmm. Were you missing something? Nope. I'm pretty sure you're missing something. Okay, so how do you, what do you think that looks? Oh, because the, Ram- oh, the Rams don't have any picks. They gave theirs up to the Lions. Mm-hmm. That's why they have the 32nd pick. I kind of go weird there. Does somebody need their the 31, 31st pick, though? No. No? Not going to talk about that? No. Okay. So, with that being the case, we kind of ran through that that mock draft. I think I want to do Daniel Jeremiah's draft at some point. Um, obviously, the Mel Kuyper, Tom McShay draft. We trade Eli Apple would get a better pick. No. Everybody saw what Eli Apple did. Like, he's who, not that who, guy. Who's Bernard Raineman? No Central Michigan. Ooh. That's the best player on the board? That's, that's it? Well, offensive lineman, right? Yeah. They need help. <laughs> I know. But is, they need bodies. But is he but is he the help? Uh, yeah. But is he the help? Really? He's the help? He needs they need bodies, man. They need bodies. Yeah, but him? 
they, they're so far down the list. Central Michigan. Welcome to being a good team. You don't have your pick of the litter. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to being a good team. This is stupid. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm just being trash. <laughs> you, have, you can just be in the top five pick and get a great wide receiver. Yeah, at least yeah. you had stars at some point. Okay, now we're going to get to basketball here. Woo. Off of the NFL. I do want to talk about more of that stuff. Uh. Basketball real quick. I think we're going to talk about more basketball next episode. But real quick, just a, just a real quick take I just want to throw at you. Because oh, we're kind we, suck. We went a little too long <laughs> in this podcast, so we can't really talk about like all the basketball stuff I wanted to talk about. But I'm not going to lie. John Morant is starting to look like a Derrick Rose 2.0. Real quick. Let me get this out here. I'm not going to lie to you. Because I said that to my friends. He's right? scary. And I said, it is crazy to think that John Morant is this athletic. But I think Derrick Rose had a gear above, even a gear above what John Morant could do athletically. I feel like John Morant can shoot better. I, I the know, only reason I why I'm calling him 2.0. I know. But he's real close. in the comparison. Oh, yeah. Derrick Rose is probably the most athletic point guard to ever live. But, but, like, so, but I think John Morant is a better shooter. I think he has also has a better handle on the, like, getting his teammates involved, too. He's a better, he's like better all-around point all, guard. All-around point guard. I think he's better. And think about it. Weird stat I heard today, right? He has John Morant. He has more points, like mo more of his points are scored in the paint than Giannis's points are scored in the paint. Giannis is seven foot tall, <laughs> and John Morant is, is six four? six something. No, he's like low sixes. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, he's like in the low sixes. Is he's not. Right? He's not six four. You think he's taller than Steph? Steph is six three. Steph lying. He, let's be honest. There, that's what he's. So he's probably closer to like 6'2", 6'1", something like that. He's not taller than Steph. But more of John Morant's points are scored in the paint than Giannis's points are scored in the paint. And Giannis is 7 foot tall. John is 6'3". Okay. He's not that tall. That's not huge. Steph is 6'2". He's not huge. You call him small than he was. Giannis is 7 foot tall. (laughs) And John Morant has so many of his points scored in the paint. And there was this play he had against the Bulls the other day where he was, like, going down the lane, and he's about to have a good uh, – he had a defender in front of him, uh, one of our Bulls defenders in front of him, right? And he just does this little twist thing. He literally just does a little rotation, oh, 360 yeah, in the that. middle of the air, going towards the basket and gets the layup. I'm like, this dude is insane. I'm just saying, and he's starting to get heat. He's starting to get, like, some, some buzz for being in the MVP conversation. I do want to say, don't get DeMar DeRozan. Don't lose DeMar DeRozan in this conversation. No, Because sir. he is the only reason the Bulls are set are second in the East right now. And he is an absolute monster. I think he had, he broke MJ's record for a um, number of 35-point games in a row. Like, he broke a Jordan record in Jordan's house. Like, let's be honest here. DeMar DeRozan is the only reason that our team is as good as they are right now. So DeMar DeRozan should be in the MVP conversation right now. I think MB is going to probably get a little bit more, probably going to win the MVP this season. But When did the Heat become good? They've been good this season. I think the Heat are those just the most healthy right now. When did Tyler Hero become good? He became like the last month and a half. Okay, cool. All right. Whatever. But yeah, I, just, I, I kind of want to bring up that John Moran thing because he's, he's just been on a tear. He scored a 50-point game the other day. Like he just went absolutely off. And I'm like sitting there like, People are going to start to try to, like, he's in his second year, 20-something years, low 20s years old, scoring like he is, potentially leading his team to the playoffs. He's like, 
a third or fourth seed right now in the playoffs. So, and people are try, starting to say they might make the play, might make the uh, finals. I wouldn't see making the finals. I think it's Be, the Warriors are hurt right now. Not sure how how when they're gonna get Draymond back, and the Suns are also hurt. Not sure when to get CP3 back because he has a thumb injury. So you have both those teams not necessarily healthy right now. So kind of just that's what gives some credence know, to the whole I Memphis know, thing. I but know, I know, I know. But the idea that but John Morant could be leading a team to that. Me. Curry and Clay. Oh, I still believe in Curry. Like if I had my, if I had to bet money, I'd be betting on the Warriors. Because once they once they get Draymond back and they're at full strength, and James Wiseman, at some point they're going to get him back because that gives them some size. So once they, they have all that though. together, they don't need it though. Curry's that guy. And Thompson, yeah, for sure. Just like if the Nets get all the way healthy and get into the playoffs, I'd be putting my money on them too because they're just that much better than everybody else. Yeah. All right. We'll all right. We'll talk one more basketball next time. Um, we've been talking here for a while now, but right. I'm happy to have you back. Seriously. Yeah, I've been missing you the last couple of weeks ever since our last thing, last thing we had a episode about. So go ahead and give our very great outro to this. This has been the JB Sports Podcast. This has been Jace. That has been Joe. Thank you guys for listening today, and I will see you guys next time. Next time, guys. Thank you.